Section 32 of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sandra. The World's Story, Volume 1, China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 32. Genghis Khan the perfect warrior by d pettis de la croix another tartar force was now coming to the front their leader was a remarkable man whose name as a child was temuchin his father had been chief of several tribes he died leaving the boy of thirteen to take his place naturally some of the tribes promptly revolted but the mother of temuchin seized her son's banner and by the aid of those who were still faithful she brought back half of the rebels until the boy had become a man of forty-four years he had to fight against enemies and be on his guard against traitors at length the time came when he felt that his position was secure he called together his chief men and told them that the fates had promised him the rule of the whole earth they were enthusiastic for they had already seen the ability of their leader he took the name of genghis khan or perfect warrior and gave his people the name of mongols or the bold he made laws and had some books translated from foreign languages one tribe rose against him but he soon subdued it the editor all things looked now as if he desired to live in repose and taste the sweets of that peaceful estate which by such vast fatigues he had obtained but the love of arms the darling passion of his soul permitted him not to rest and he thought of nothing else but how to find a pretext to fall out with the chinese against whom in particular he had formed some designs the present state of affairs all being now in peace affording him no means to quarrel he sought amongst the transactions of past ages for something fit to urge against them and calling to mind the injuries the kings of china had heretofore done to his ancestors nay to his own father and people he conferred with his nevians and other princes of his court continually entertaining them with discourses of the injuries and wrongs their fathers had suffered by the chinese this was the cause said he that our country was looked upon with so much scorn and despised by the other nations of asia in fine he excited them to revenge by urging them that they had no other way to vindicate their honour and make themselves famous to posterity neither did he forget to remind them of the promise god had made to him to assist and render him victorious over all his enemies the mogul princes and lords failed not to applaud their emperor's design whether it was out of complaisance or that they found it agreeable to reason and justice is not the question a council was called to consult on ways and means how to bring this great enterprise to pass and it was resolved that first of all an ambassador be sent to altukan king of china to demand satisfaction for all the damages and injuries done to the moguls by his predecessors with orders that in case he refused to comply war should be declared against him for this purpose they chose jaffa an old courtier a man perfectly skilled in state affairs and sent him away in the winter season jaffer being arrived at kambaluk which was the old city of peking one of the capital cities of cathay 
had an audience of the king whom he accidentally found in this city for he was not used to reside there but only in the summer this ambassador made a long harangue which he began with expostulating on his master's greatness his elevation to the empire of the moguls and tartars and the choice god had made of him to govern the world he afterwards demanded reparation of the king for all the damages and injuries which his predecessor had done the moguls telling him that if he refused to comply with these demands he had orders to declare war against him and to assure him that genghis khan at the head of a most powerful army would come and drive him out of his kingdom and establish one of his own children on his throne japhar's discourse appeared very surprising to the king of china who was much astonished that the mogul emperor should form such a design and venture to attack and begin a war against a nation whom he had reason to fear considering the great damages and losses he himself confessed his nation had sustained by them the king complained to the ambassador saying your master treats me as if he thought me a turk or a mogul and with this answer he sent him back go tell genghis khan that although i cannot hinder him from making war with me yet i will meet him with an army that shall make him repent his rashness Jafer returned with all diligence to Karakorum and gave his master an account of his negotiations and the observations he had made pursuant to the orders he had given him. End of section thirty two. This recording is in the public domain.